to the Principles of Success podcast. This is your host, Dr. Shana Henry. This podcast is for current or aspiring female school leaders and those who are supportive of their journeys. Each week, we will hear from passionate educational leaders. I will also share my reflections from over 15 years as a school leader. Together, we will talk about how to level up our schools and our leadership. Hello, and welcome to the Principles of Success podcast. Today, I am joined by Principal Taisha Henderson, Principal of Sankofa School of Success in Indianapolis, Indiana. And we're talking about school improvement and improving staff wellness. After you listen, make sure to share this episode with a fellow leader. It would mean the world to me. Now let's get started. Taisha Henderson, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for inviting me. I am super excited for this conversation because you are phenomenal and I am going to go into all sorts of amazing things with you. So are you ready to chat it up today? I'm ready. Okay, fantastic. Now you and I got a chance to talk a little bit and I know a little bit about you, but our listeners don't. So can you share a little bit about you and your leadership story to how you got to this point? Well, I'm Taisha Henderson, and I am the proud executive director and head of school of Sankofa School of Success, which is located in Indianapolis, Indiana. And uh, what led me to becoming a principal was the inequities that I saw as an elementary student. Um, I wanted to ensure that what I saw wasn't the future for uh, for future students. I didn't want them to experience what I experienced. Yes. Yeah, so were you teaching a long time or did you just know I'm teaching and I'm going straight into leadership? Well, I knew as a little girl that I wanted to be a teacher. I taught mm. for eight years and I led in various capacities. Um, I was an instructional coach, um, assistant principal and worked in other uh, district capacities. I never wanted to be a principal, but I was always intrigued at how all the puzzle pieces fit together. And how long have you been a principal now? This is my 12th year as a principal. That's amazing. And so for our listeners, everyone should know that Taisha starts school on Monday and she's here with us today recording. So sign (laughs) of an amazing organized principal that can fit it all in. I appreciate that. All right. Now we're going to talk about your school and your school is very interesting. I was fascinated when we were talking about this. So to give us context for our conversation, can you tell us about your school? So my school transforms the learning experience for students through social emotional learning, mindfulness and high quality education. And so we have various supports in place for students that have experienced trauma related challenges very early on in life. But we also have supports in place for students that are just learning about themselves and how they fit into this world and how to contribute to it. So also give us some logistical pieces, like is it public, private, charter, what grades, enrollment? Give us some of those pieces. So we serve preschool through sixth grade. We are what's considered an innovation school. If you think about a charter school and a district operated school, if they had a baby, that's what we are. And so (laughs) we do not have a charter. We are authorized by Indianapolis Public Schools to operate one of their lowest performing schools. And we are located in the most underserved community within our city. So when when you got there, there were some challenges. 
Absolutely. Um, the school was highly rated. It was considered an A school according to uh, state um, test scores, but it was high exclusionary. So if students did not fit into the culture of the school, they were suspended or put out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I knew that we had to do something different. I believe that our students could learn at high levels, but we needed to go the more restorative route. And so I knew immediately that I had to train my teachers to understand the trauma and understand the emotions of our students and meet those foundational needs so that they could teach them. And so Mm -hmm. we put several uh, structures in place that allowed uh, teachers to understand more about themselves so that they could create experience where students thrive. Fantastic. And I'm going to hold that thought because I want to come back to that. So did you did you eliminate, I guess, those exclusionary policies or procedures? Did you open the door to that or just did you do some gold mining and discover some things that were going on as you were leading the school? So as I led, there was a period of observation. I wanted to see what was working and what wasn't working. Um, Those things that I could change, I changed immediately. we, instead of just calling parents and, and putting students out, we had conversations with parents. We brought them in. We created behavior intervention plans for students mm. and we monitored those plans and we followed back up with parents. That was one thing that we did. Another um, like systematic change that, that I did coming into the school, I looked at our budget. And so I applied to become a pilot innovation school with our district. We were granted full autonomy. Well, not full autonomy, but to practice some things. And so we reorganized the budget. We made our class size just a little bit bigger. And we were able to create two behavior specialist positions, as well as a social emotional learning related arts teacher. And just with those three structural changes, we saw a 42 percent decrease in our suspensions and a 56% decrease in our conduct referral. So we knew that we were battle testing a few of these pieces. We knew that we had something. Right. But what we didn't know was the effect that it had on the adults within the building. Yeah. So let's talk about that. So as you're dealing with the high trauma in your community, in your building, that has effect on the adults. What were some of the things you were noticing that you that told you Something's going on. I I need to work with my adults too. Well, first I saw a lot of my veteran teachers, because we had all veteran teachers, they started to leave. Um, They didn't want to change their mindset to really look at how to build relationships with students and families differently. So they left. They voted with their feet. Mm. I think I had a mass exodus that first year we attempted to change things. We hired fresh, bright eyed first year teachers and they were willing to do some things differently. They just were still learning what school was and how to create Mm -hmm. those experiences in their classroom. And so they were pushing and pushing and doing all that they could for students. But we started to have a lot of staff absences. We started having a lot of staff members become ill it became a negative, toxic work culture. Mm-hmm. And so that those are the first signs that I saw that the adults weren't thriving in our school. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm going to ask you to go even a little deeper because we have a lot of new principals that are listening. And what were the signs of the the toxic work culture? We know the, the signs like gossiping and the absences and, you know, the sometimes negative comments about kids that we unfortunately have to hear. What were some of the other things that you saw? Well, I saw just people looking depleted. Mm. Uh, their structural appearance, their physical appearance changed. Mm -hmm. Um, They had high energy at the beginning of the school year, but by October they were surviving. They were seeking mental and emotional support from whoever could give it to them. And that just broke my heart. Not only uh, was I trying to support students, but I had to try to support the staff in a way that I had not experienced before um, and didn't realize that I had secondary trauma as well. Mm. So now let's go into to action mode because you are an action oriented lady. Yeah. You are seeing these things going on. Give me a taste of some of the things you started to do to turn the corner for your staff. I first went to my community and our community partners are great. The community around us is great. We got together and we said something has to change. We have to do some things differently. And so with support of the community, we went to the IPS school board and we said, hey, we want full. We want to apply to become an innovation school. We want full autonomy of the school. We have a program that we think might work. And so what I decided to do, I partnered with the Mind Trust, which is a nonprofit educational organization here that supports leaders in designing schools through um, a one year sabbatical, one or two year sabbatical. And during that time, I uh, participated in that fellowship. I was able to travel the world and really look at how were schools approaching social emotional learning and mindfulness only to find out that I had the most innovative ways. And so, but that gave me the time and the space to take care of my mental and my emotional. um, And it allowed me to really take those practices from other schools that were working for them and couple them with what worked for us in the past and really create Sankofa School of Success. And what we did was Sankofa is all around adults We have a model that works for students. And so our students open and close their day with morning circles, morning and closing circles. And so throughout that time, they learn about the five competencies of self, self awareness, self management, social awareness, relationship skills, and responsible decision making. Not only do they learn about self, they learn about, they're able to meditate in their own way. There are many modes of meditation. We also have meta moments after lunch and recess. They come in, the teacher, however they see fit, either they turn off their lights, they meditate, they um, have a brain break, they do something to get the minds and bodies ready for an afternoon of instruction. What we also did was in order to ensure that my teachers were healthy, because a healthy teacher is able to mm-hmm. really provide that high quality education, I reorganized my calendar. And so what I did was we have our early release day on Thursday. And so during that early release day, while students are there, it looks totally different from any other school. We have partners come in. We really try to educate the whole child outside of academics. When they leave, the teachers participate in four different types of Thursday events. So Teachable Thursday is when they are participating in training. 
um, tackle it Thursday. They can tackle any project, anything that they haven't been able to tackle Mm -hmm. throughout the week. Time to win is what I need. And so if they have a doctor's appointment, if they just need a moment just to get themselves back together or they can staff students for time to win. And then we have team up. So they get to do vertical articulation. So the third grade can meet with the second grade. But that Thursday is all about giving the teachers what they need so that they can leave at 415 and be with their families. We also have um, 90 minute PLC meetings or collaborative planning time throughout the week so that they can truly get their work done during the school day. We have a mental health week where students and staff members are out in February. We all know that between January and March, things get a little crazy Yeah, mm-hmm. and we all need a break. And so that February is usually coupled with President's Day. They get a whole week off to reset and get ready for the next couple of months are really statewide mm-hmm. testing. Those are just a few ways that I have uh, utilized my budget differently, changed my school calendar, or just changed the time, how we utilize our time throughout the school day. And then another thing is PTO. We went from having sick and personal days to all PTO. You don't need to give me a reason that you need to be mm-hmm. off. Sometimes you just need a mental health day and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Holy smokes. Those were amazing. I I can I can feel the pencils steaming from the note paper for people listening. That was amazing. I want to go back a little bit too about just your approach to your district that says we have to do something different because I know people will say, well, gosh, I, I can't do that with my district. But the trust the district gave to you to be able to say, let's do this. So I'm curious how was your approach in that? I know we can't all have independent schools, but what was your approach to go to your district, your board and say, we have to do something different? My district is just wonderful. First, I'm a product of my district. Mm -hmm. You know, I graduated from the school right in the community where I serve. And our district understood that with failing schools, the state would come over take them over, assign a charter school, but the charter schools were not um, moving the needle. They weren't transforming the schools and they would give them back to the district. And our district, they said, wait a minute, we're giving away our schools. Why not we vet these school leaders and their models and we put them in position to turn around our schools? And so they created this avenue of innovation schools. They have um, three different types of schools, innovation, which that is what my school is. Um, We are a current school leader in the community that wants to do something different at their school, whether it be high performing or failing. We have Innovation Charter, which the district vets charter leaders to come in and help transform our school. And then we have standalone charters that partner with the district and say, hey, we're serving the same kiddos. Let's connect, let's collaborate to make sure that the kids that are in the charter schools have what they need um, to be successful. Mm-hmm. And I want to think about the the new teacher piece with your school, because there are so many pieces in place. Are there any specific things you're doing to onboard your new staff to help them acclimate to the way you do business at your school? Absolutely. So we have a strong and effective coaching program. I have two instructional coaches 
who work with, with teachers beginning in July. And so we just concluded our new staff orientation. That is a whole week where they just learn the Sankofa way. Who are we? Mm-hmm. How do we operate? Where, why Sankofa? They are like in a boot camp. That first week, they have to learn our way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for the next two weeks, they are then joined by other staff members where we take them through a series of focused trainings that will lead us into the work that we're going to do for the upcoming year. Throughout that time, they are always connected to a coach. So that coach is there to guide and to help develop them. It's not a gotcha society at Sankofa. Mm -hmm. We truly want to see you grow um, in your practice. And so all throughout the weeks, the days, the months, that new teacher is assigned a coach. The coaches. Uh, have practice labs where on Thursday, the teachers can, if there's a certain area that they need to be developed in, they would participate in the practice lab and they were practice until they see mastery. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm curious too, just with the innovation of your early release Thursdays, we have early release Thursdays too. And now my mind is wondering about how we can reinvent that time. I'm curious, what were maybe one or two things you see in a traditional school that we always do that in this new model for your school, you said, we're, n- we're not going to do that. Were there any things that you said, we're going to take this away of the things that have always been done? Well, first, we we're not leaning on technical change, new mm. textbooks, you know, new mm-hmm. all of those technical changes don't transform school cultures. We're really looking at mindsets and the people that are in front of kids. Um, another thing is we stick to the plan. If transforming school culture, collective responsibility and content expertise are our three big rocks we focus on and we roll out those rocks strategically over a period of time. We don't change curriculum every year. Um, We don't bring in a thousand things to focus on. We really narrow our focus to three things and we Mm. stick with those three initiatives and we don't grab everything that's free or discounted or someone that wants to come in and partner with our school. We really stick with the partners that we began with um, because you have to have consistency for anything to work. Amen. So as we kind of wrap up this part of our podcast, what advice would you give to other school leaders that are trying to be mindful of their culture and climate? I would say first start with your people. Without a healthy staff, adult culture, Learning cannot take place and you become a toxic environment. And so really work with your your teachers to understand who they are and what they bring to this work. Be open to their ideas. You're not a therapist, but really take care of their social emotional needs. Figure out what is needed every day so that you can have a successful day. We are constantly meeting as a team and we're saying, what glows did we see today? What went well? Why did it go well? What gaps are we seeing? How can we close that as early as tomorrow or as Mm -hmm. early as within the next hour? We have leadership huddles all the time and we say, what are we seeing here? What's going on? What is the gap? How can we close the gap? So really take care of your people. Listen to them. Balance empathy with high expectations because that's very hard to do. It's hard to say, I love you, but I need you to be Mm -hmm. your best for kids. So I know that's a lot, but take care of your people and really look at your data. What is your data telling you to do and pivot and change according to that on a daily basis? 
Fantastic. So Taisha, what we do is we wrap up our podcast with our fast five. So these are rapid fire questions. One word or sentence that come to your mind. Are you game to try a few? Yes. Okay. All right. Favorite leadership book? Transforming School Culture by Dr. Anthony Muhammad. Favorite app? Oh my goodness. I would have to say Instagram. Best Amazon find for work? They have these new, they're not flare pins, but they're Amazon's version of flare pins and they're fantastic. Okay. I need to check those out. Favorite song to put you in a good mood? Beyonce's Break My Soul. I mean, why not? That That's the theme. <laughs> that is the theme for 22-23. One tip you would tell your first year principal self? You're not going to master everything in your first year. Be observant, be mindful, be open, and be mm-hmm. strategic and intentional. Love it. If listeners want to connect with you, how should they do so? They can connect with me through my website, www.sankofaschool.org, or they can email me at thenderson at sankofaschool.org. Fantastic. We will put those links in the show notes. Thank you so much for your time today. This has been informative. Thank you for having me. A big thank you to Principal Taisha Henderson for sharing her experience and what she's doing at her school to improve the school and working environment for all. We wish her continued success. As always, thank you so much for listening and don't forget to share this episode. Until next time, this is Dr. Shana Henry with the Principles of Success podcast. 